Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Morning, good morning, Russell. morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the week gone by, for the restful day over the weekend. We thank you, Lord, for what lies ahead. We thank you for this new day. This is the day that you have made and you have blessed us in it, Lord. And your word tells us that you load us daily with your benefits. You renew your mercy for us every morning. And you have made your grace available to us, Father. So we come to you this morning in awe, with gratitude in our heart and with love. With thanksgiving, Lord, for all the benefits that you pour into our lives. The very fact that we are alive is a blessing. We thank you, Lord, for our health, for our strength, for our family, for the roof over our head, food on our plate, Lord. And there are so many that do not have these. There are so many that do not enjoy that good health. There are so many that would rather be in that place. And yet there are many times we take all of this for granted. We ask forgiveness for our sins, Lord. We ask forgiveness for our pride as well. For our ego. And for all the times we have considered ourselves better than others. For all the times we have judged others as well. For their thoughts, their words and their actions. We ask for forgiveness, Father. We come to you in surrender. Bringing this day to you, Lord. So that as we command our day to success, to abundance. We first come to receive from you, to draw and drink from you again, Lord. And you call each of us by name. You bid us come to you. That you can pour your wisdom, your understanding and all that you want to give us this day. We thank you, Father, for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. That which only you can give, which helps us rise above all our challenges. To focus on that prayer, to not pray in worry, but confidently understanding the deposit that you have placed on our life, your authority. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been made on this group. We share it, Lord, with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits this day. That there is transformation, that there is revival, that there are salvations. And we come to you in confidence, Father, this morning and we call on your name. Knowing that you always complete every good work that you started in us. You are the one who blots out our transgressions and remember them no more. You are the one whose hand is not short to redeem. You are the preserver of men. And your word says that you are always faithful. You do not go back on your word. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who upheld that word. The one who came to fulfill the law. And keep us on that righteous side of the law, that the accuser can no longer point a finger at us anymore. The one who, who paid the price 
the atonement for our sin, that we might be reunited with the Father, the Word Himself. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the seal of the age to come, the one who changes the times and seasons. So that when you gave that law to Noah, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and winter, and summer will always be there. In our spiritual life as well, it is He who controls it all. He is the Father of all spirits. The one who heals our backsliding and has made now His tabernacle within us. It is He who gives life to our mortal body. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word, your spirit, for the gift of prayer. And we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. And you have provided us with every provision in accordance with your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection, this morning I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by that same precious blood. And we declare it as our hedge of protection, our barricade in the spirit. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I declare that divine exemption from any of these kind of disasters. We command angelic protection in the name of Jesus. And we also command our mourning. As we declare that today we are winning souls for Christ. Today God will meet all our needs through his miracle supply. And today we expect God to bless each of us. That we might in turn out of our abundance. Having all sufficiency. Be a blessing to everyone around us. In his name and for his glory. We thank you Lord. We herald the power in our spoken word as we declare your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without making, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. And it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. <clears throat> Today I'd like to start a little mini-series, probably up to three parts, on the journey of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith... It is impossible to please God. And furthermore, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We shall look at that diligent seeking as well as part of that journey. What does it take to please God? 
Remember, faith starts with a decision. It is not an emotion. So then what does that journey of faith look like after you decide on it? What does the Bible say about that journey? Jesus said, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Luke 14 verse 33. And we should not look at it from a worldly angle. Look at it from a spiritual angle. So let's reflect on this to discover what that journey looks like. <clears throat> the kind of faith that God blesses is the Abraham kind of faith. He has, the Bible gives us his precedent, his example. <clears throat> that is the faith of one who is willing to leave everything behind for the sake of the Lord. Luke 14 verse 33. Any one of you who does not renounce all that he cannot, all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Abraham lived up to that. One that is willing to leave everything behind for the sake of Jesus. And if we do not resolve to forsake all things, to endure whatever hardship that may be presented to us on that journey and to Persevere to the end of our days in the service of Jesus. Then we cannot be his disciple. We must be willing to give up everything as Abraham did. He left his extended family, his home and everything that belonged to the family there. We must be willing to give up and live by faith. So the biblical example of that journey of faith now is recorded as the journey of Abraham. Now let's get into that journey which starts in Genesis chapter 11. And the Bible says God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees. So the first thing to note is in this journey is God calls. Unless he calls, that journey won't start. How do we know that? John 6 verse 44 says it. No one can come to me. That is, this is Jesus speaking now. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And this is why we also pray every morning, asking for quickening in the spirits of those that do not know him and those that have turned away. No one can come to him unless he draws. And that's the reason why we are grateful every morning. It is not of our own flesh that we can come unless there is that calling on our lives. And then Jesus goes on to say in John 6, 44, and I will raise that person up on the last day. Now, Why did God have to call him out of Ur? The first thing is God called him because God wants to call him. He can call anyone he wants to call. But he looked at Abraham and he called him to set that example for all of us to learn from. So why did he call him out of Ur now? 
that as well is is uh, something that we need to understand. Let's understand the word Ur first. In Hebrew, that word Ur means flames. Joshua 24 verse 2 says, God called Abram to go out of the city of sin. Or we might even say now, looking at it spiritually, out of the life of sin. Out of that place of sin, to a place he didn't know, which was the land of Canaan, the promised land. So when you look at these two things, Ur was known as the city. Ur was actually known as the city, historically the city of moon worshippers. It was of an unbelieving, idolatrous society. Well developed in culture. Probably ahead of its time as compared to all the surroundings. And yet, idolatrous and wicked. So he was called out of the city of flames. And now spiritually speaking, when you look at city of sin and flames, you combine them together, it represents sin and death. He was called out of a life, out of a place of sin and death to a promised land. That's the same calling on each of our lives when he calls us. When any person comes to Jesus Christ, God demands of him that pilgrimage from the old pattern of living into a new kind of life. Just as Abram's faith separated him from all that paganism, from all that idolatry and unbelief and started him towards a new land, <clears throat> towards a new kind of life. So it is for us. God first calls us out and then bids us leave all those ways behind to adopt his new way. And it is then that you make that decision at that call of whether you will take up this journey like Abraham or you will let it pass without taking that journey. Are you going to choose like Abraham to walk ahead even though he didn't know where he was going, are you going to be like the example of the rich man that came to Jesus asking the very same question, Lord, what must I do to gain salvation? And Jesus said, go and sell everything, give to the poor and then come and follow me. Are you seeing that reflection here now of Luke 14 verse 33 that we touched on earlier? Any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Look at the two examples there, the comparison. If you don't take action, you continue to remain in the same situation. Nothing will change for you. The life doesn't change either. We still come under the law, no, not under grace. Although we'd like to think Jesus died and at his death grace, grace was released, it still does not automatically apply to everyone. We still have to come to him, undergo that journey of faith, accept him as Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10.
sin and death is still where it is at. It does not go away. I hope this is making sense. Abraham was called out of his paganism and idolatry and he made that decision to listen to God. To listen to his call and to go. Why is it a journey of faith? He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know what the outcome would be. But he still chose to go trusting God. So tomorrow we shall touch on that next step of trust and obedience. And then we continue on that journey. I hope it is making sense. Now, the important thing for us here is to not look at it as the story of Abraham, but to reflect on our own lives. When we go through our challenges, when we go through tough times, and it puts a pressure on our own integrity, and we are questioning ourselves, we are questioning God, we are questioning everyone and everything around. And then amidst all those challenges, when you feel the pressure is maximum, that is when he calls. Because he knows that that is when we are ready to make that decision. Till then, we will keep pushing in our flesh, exhausting every resource that we have in order to move ahead, in order to make progress. And when we don't, then that is when we are ready. He waits for it. And then he calls. The choice is up to you whether you will heed that call then or whether you will still choose to turn away and depend on yourself or other humans. We shall continue on that in our second part tomorrow. We ask for that understanding, Lord, in our lives today. So that when you call, let that grace of discernment be upon us to know that it is you who are calling us. It is you who want us to undergo that transformation. It is you who are presenting that new way into our life so that the old way that kept us limited, that kept us in a fallen state can be removed completely. And it is all up to that one decision. We ask for that grace, Lord, to heed to your call and to say yes to you. Even if we do not know what lies ahead, even if we do not know whether the outcome of our problems will be favorable or not. When everything around us, that storm seems to have surrounded us. The rain from above, the wind from around and the floods from underneath that seem to shake that house that was built on sand. And you call. And you provide that rock, that foundation on which we can build our life, our church, our home. We ask for that grace, Lord, to heed to that call. We pray for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, Lord, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. For all families that are undergoing all kinds of challenges of separation and division. Remember, Lord, what you have joined together. And we ask you to uphold it. Let no man, no spirit divide. 
We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially ignorance of your word and prayerlessness, busyness and poverty, all kinds of yokes that keep your people in subjection and away from you and away from the life of abundance that you have given. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Especially those that are not yet saved, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other, one with your spirit, knowing that he prays with us on our behalf as well. That prayer we know made under an open heaven can only come back as an answered prayer. This is our faith. We believe that we have received, Lord. We now release that faith, trusting on you, Father. Taking that leap into that journey ahead. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ananda Rasafrakusta Kailambarasta on Andaria Bayadaras Kedadaskata Bratekato and Chaskato Brentele Brestekate, O Bambaraya Jalara Dalaradaba, Tambrokele Rekesta Karakariadada, Pratakoyan Jeskata Bratila Radabanda Brostesta, Oyan Jelambarasta Farakalada de Dedia. Gambaria Gambacam Bracanto Cajas de Lerige de Recate, Manta Bracesta la Raja la Rada da 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 Sandakada <laughs> 
Sandy <laughs> Ain Antoro Sela Brostes, Abracalares, Papa, <laughs> Sandy <laughs> Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from 2 Corinthians 4, 
verses 1 and 2. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. We have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as well as Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the Friday Bible teachings and the daily rosary and divine mercy prayer sessions, please share links for people to join on YouTube and Zoom. Share that blessing let others benefit from it in the same way. They can also access recordings. You can send them links to our Spotify page, to our Facebook page where all the links are posted and also to our YouTube page where all the recordings are stored. Praise God. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Jesus.